Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with me, Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hey, this is Ryan Deeds, and this is the Digital Broker Podcast, a podcast where we discuss insurance agency operations, employee engagement, technological implementation, and getting stuff to work in an agency that makes it better for clients, carriers, and employees. It's going to be a great day on the podcast today. Big shout out to Indio, www.useindio.com. If you don't know Indio, you should check them out. They are a platform product solution that helps collect data from clients, prospects, and all the different folks that an agency deals with so puts into one place. It's really cool. And if you don't know, you should. They've been a big help to us um, as we try to bring education to the distribution channel. And they're a proponent of, of, of the agency space. So they're high tech, really cool. Check them out. They'll help you out. Today, I'm by myself, and I thought we would discuss retention. Um, we've talked about it before a few times, but I thought we'd get in the weeds of it a little bit and try to drill down onto to how do we how do we figure out what retention is for our agencies. Um, it's something that I get I've gotten asked for more than almost any except CRM. I, I've gotten asked for CRM more than retention. Um, but retention has, has been a consistent ask that I've gotten from agencies. How do we do retention? You know, what's, what's the right way? And I think it, because there's three numbers that generally we talk about when we talk about retention, we talk about revenue retention, we talk about client retention, and we talk about policy retention. And ultimately, I think it comes down to a discussion on what do we want to live, what do we want to use retention for? You know, what's the, what's the purpose of it? Um, oftentimes, you know, there's two, there's two primary uses for retention. One is obviously, you know, how many, how many clients did we retain? Are there things that we're doing that are causing us to lose clients? Are there things that we're doing that have increased our retention? Um, which is an indicator that, that agencies often use to find out if a client is happy with them or not, you know, especially now, uh, back in the day. I think today more and more agencies are using NPS, and if you don't know what net promoter score is, you should. Net promoter score is generally used to increase retention, you know, increase the, um, the percentage of clients that we keep year over year. When I think about retention as a goal, that's that's ultimately what we're trying to track is are we doing the right things to keep the clients are we providing the value that we think we were um, and retention is a kind of a look back mechanism to say oh we had 10 clients now we have eight of those clients so we lost 20 percent we have a retention ratio of 80 percent which with most agencies would not be great. Um, you know, generally agencies need to keep clients uh, for a multitude of years to offset the new business cost, which is substantial. You know, and in, in most agencies that are producer driven, which are most larger organizations for sure, producers are paying, getting paid just on average, 40% new, 20% renewal. 
So on a 40% new account, that means that we're only getting 60% of the revenue to run the, the, that account. If we churn that account in the first year or even the second year, we're not really operating at it. it, it we're, we're losing quite a bit of money from the agency perspective. And so it, it's within our best interest to track that retention tightly on at each of those levels. You know, I want to know what retention my account managers have. Now that's, that's a scary, that's a scary thought because oftentimes account one individual doesn't have all of the pieces that make the account be retained. You know, if, if your account manager is getting judged on retention, you better make sure that you have your retention metrics in order and that your account manager better have the control they need to be able to re retain those accounts. If you don't have a market and that client jump to another market because of price or capability, is that the account manager's fault, the producer's fault, leadership's fault? Is there a fault to be, to, to, or is it just knowledge that you have? You know, um, in the perfect world, you know, I think that most principals would say, account manager, I want to pay you more if you have a high retention and I want to pay you less if you have a low retention. But because account managers don't often have, they, they play a fifth, maybe, maybe a quarter of the role for retaining the account. I mean, if it's a service intensive account and they, they leave because of service, well, that may very well be the, the, the entirety that may fall on the account manager. But very, very rarely have I seen accounts leave due to service issues. It's generally because you're not going to keep an account manager that has that has bad service. I mean, the account managers just not going to make it. So if they've been in the business for a couple of years, generally they're pretty customer service orientated, and they're good at taking care of their clients and they build relationships with their clients. And but the relationship is not going to supersede a financial um, differentiation between you know if a carrier comes in at thirty thousand versus sixty thousand and you gave the quote at sixty and another agency gave it at thirty the a lot of times you're going to lose that account because that's such a significant uh, difference in in money for that client. Now, if you can explain the the coverage differences and the gaps that they're being opened up to and all this different jazz, then you can save it. But in most cases, that money will will win out. You know, they, you've got a percentage of clients that are going to care a whole lot about their coverages. And then you're going to have the vast majority that are like, yeah, we're just trying to take care of insurance. And so obviously the ones that care a whole lot about the coverages are the agency's best clients or the ones that we like the most because they actually do care. Um, where those that are care about price, it's, it's a lot harder for us to create value for them. But as we look at retention, you know, we've got client retention, which is pretty straightforward, you know, from, from an actual methodology standpoint. If I'm an account manager, I pull my client list on January 1. And any account manager ever should be able to pull their client list. You know, if an agency doesn't, hasn't given the capability to the account manager to pull that list, there's a problem. 
but say that I'm Betty and I pull my account list on January 1 and I throw my account names in Excel and then I'm sitting in February and I pull that same list in February. So now I have them matched up in Excel. Well, the accounts that I had on January 1 that I don't have on February 1 are lost. The accounts that I had on February 1 that I did not have in January 1 are new. The accounts that I had January 1 that I still have February 1 are kept, or retained. And at the basis level, that's an extremely easy way to do retention. Um, where you can get a good client retention number against who cares how many clients you have. You know, the, the agency can pull its active client list January 1, February 1. They can run those against each other and they can understand what their client retention is. And client retention is obviously the, the, the most important analytic that we have. The challenge with client retention is it doesn't... So say that I had 10 clients and we were really good at workers comp, the agency was really good at workers comp and we had five lines with all the clients. Well, maybe they moved all their other policies except for workers comp, they left that with us. So we used to have five lines per client for 10 clients now. So we had 50 policies and five clients. Now we've got one line per client, you know, for 10 clients. Now we have 10 policies, you know, where we would still show the active client. Now if we're using booked revenue, it's gonna take us some time to show that, where if we're using estimated revenue, we're gonna see that immediately if we've got our estimated revenue. And I did an earlier podcast about the nuances between estimated revenue and booked revenue. But that's a place where estimated revenue really shines. And so that's one area where client retention can mess you up. The other is when you're paying less, where you're getting paid less. So say that you had 10 clients, five policies, and they were all, you know, ultimately that that book was $100,000 year one. Well, year two, because the loss control services you put in, the, the... the market, the carriers, all the different things that have been done, say that now it's $80,000. Well, our client retention was 100% because we kept all the clients. Our revenue retention was 80%, which means that now we need to put on, we need to make sure that account manager can do more work um, with less to be able to scale that effectively. That's what, and, and you can look at policy retention. I think policy retention is pretty in the weeds. How I would do it if I really cared about policy retention would be I would run my client list. I would do a count of active policies on that um, for January 1. And then I would run my client list and do a count of active policies on February 1. You know, so if I had company X with five active policies on January 1 and company X with one policy on February 1, it might be an indicator that they're shifting books, that they're moving business. 
It also may be an indicator that I rolled all those policies into one policy. I mean, and so you've got to have some, some real understanding of the book before you, and of the data and what, what the agency's using before you start making judgments. I would, I would always say, do not use one number in isolation. You know, and if you're going to judge people on a number, you better be clear as day on how they're affecting that number. So with retention, when on, on your January 1 snapshot versus your February 1, you can start to tell a story to the account manager that helps prepare them for what the year looks like. And, and as that goes on, I mean, if we had our estimated revenue numbers shored up and we were showing on our dashboard, you've got 10 clients, you got $100,000 January 1, today you got 10 clients, you got $80,000. They have an indication of that they're gonna need to step up, they're gonna need to get better, they're gonna need to get faster, they're gonna need to leverage the tools that we've brought in or we need to bring in more tools like an Indio to help become more efficient, to help become more profitable, um, to help scale that more effectively. You know, I think that it is, it, it's a disservice if an agency does not have the ability to understand what retention is at each one of those levels. And uh, oftentimes understanding what retention is and having a reason that retention is decreasing or increasing are two very different things. An account manager can have retention of 110% on the revenue side because if they are entering a market where they're paying more, you know, you one year you maybe you have your book be 110,000, you keep all the clients, you keep all the policies, the next year it renews at 100, $120,000. Well, the book has increased is that the account manager's fault? I mean, is the account manager responsible for that? Is the producer responsible for that? Or is that market? Is that something that's outside their control? Are you gonna go out and reward them for that increase? Now, for an account manager, I think that if they can handle, you know, if they're, if they're smooth sailing at $400,000 book of business, they're a middle market account manager, they have a bunch of clients and they're handling it and they're doing well using the tools that we've given them and fully, you know, being as proficient as they can and as efficient as they can, that's, we can give them more clients and we can reward them for doing that. But without good retention numbers, how the heck are we supposed to know, you know, who's, who's responsible for it? You know, inversely, if a account manager has, a $100,000 book of business year one and a $60,000 book of business year two, but their retention, their client retention was 95%. They're getting hit by a multitude of factors that are without outside of their control. And so if we're trying to incentivize an account manager based on retention, it's very challenging, which is one of the reasons that we don't. I mean, a producer is an easy thing to kind of metric out because we're generally looking at new business for the producer. Um, many, many organizations have gone away from, uh, you know, producers responsible for retention, at least the more operationally, the, the larger organizations, I would say, have transitioned, try to transition the renewal relationship over to somebody other than the producer, because they've defined the producer as a producer of new business, right? You're going out, you're getting new business. That's what you're selling. 
And so the, the retention of that, they may show up for golf or they may take the principal of the company out to dinner, but oftentimes in the larger organizations, the producer's core responsibility is go sell new business. You know, they have a tightly defined mission. And that's what I really like to see actually. I like to see all the excuses for production removed. So we don't have to get into the argument about, oh, I've got a $600,000 book of business that I have to renew. And so, you know, I, I think that retention as a key metric is, is an extremely important component of an agency. And we just, we don't do a great job at it. You know, we can do client retention pretty easily. And as I was saying, I mean, that, that's a pretty easy number to, to get to. If you're using booked revenue, you have to wait till the end of the policy term to, to look at revenue decrease in a, a one policy versus another policy, which is not a great way to do it. It's much better to have your estimated revenue number shored up. So if I had a $12,000 policy year one and it renews to $10,000, I can reflect that very rapidly. And I can see on my retention that we dropped a percentage of of revenue. So that, that gives everybody an indication, you know, the account manager, the manager, the producer, everybody has an understanding that yes, we were, we're retaining these accounts, but systemically they're coming in 16% lower than they did before, which means we've got to pick up, you know, X percentage of clients to shore up that weakness and who's going to go get it. And how are we going to go get it? Without retention, you're kind of shooting in the dark, and I and I always find that to be a, a hard thing. I just think it's a it's a complicated number. Um, revenue retention is a complicated number. I would focus on client retention, and if you can, revenue retention if you have the right analytic for it. Um, because so often we don't have estimated revenue, we fall back on booked revenue, and it's just a mess when you try to do retention with booked revenue. That's why many agencies rely on client retention. But that's my take on retention. That's why it's important. That's what you can do with it. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things that it takes operational work to be able to get to a place where you can actually have a number that makes sense. But as you look at analytics in an agency that are operationally focused, having a good retention mechanism, a good retention report, a good indicator of who's losing what is a client, is a revenue, they are extremely important. You know, as you're looking to scale and become more efficient, more effective, getting a heads up on what that looks like, um, you know, at the very inception of the policy term is a big deal. And so that falls back into that estimated revenue bucket. But I'd be curious, you know, how do you guys deal with retention? Are you incentivized on it? Is it fair? Is it clear? You know, what control do, do each person in the party have to, to play with retention? Um, I find that it's an agency. Uh, oftentimes it is an aid. There, there's responsibility all over an agency for why I can't was retained and not retained. So I don't think it should be held to one person. Um, but I'd love to understand how your agent, how the agencies that are listening handle it and how they deal with it. Does retention matter to you? I would say it does, but if it doesn't, I'd be really curious to understand why. So, I mean, retained business is cheaper new business is more expensive and not keeping new business is it will kill you long term. I mean, some of these agencies are paying 60 points, 60 points on new business. If I don't keep that business for two or three years I, and I'm paying 60% to a producer on new, that's a challenge. That can be hard. 
So just keep that in mind. I'd love to hear from you. Big shout out to Indio, www.useindio.com for putting this information out there for agencies. If you don't know them, you should check them out. They'll help you collect all the data, put it into one place and make you look really cool. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm Ryan Deeds with The Digital Broker. We'll talk to you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio simplifies the insurance application process for brokers and their clients. When using Indio, the process is fast, easy, and E&O free, saving your agency time and money. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www dot u-s-e-i-n-d-i-o dot com slash podcast.